Hey, dear listeners, welcome to season five. I can't believe that we're here already. Can you? Anyway, I just wanted to pop right in here at the top of the episode and let you know that we had some audio difficulties at the top of the episode here. So if the underwater sound bothers you or the buzzing sound bothers you, feel free to skip forward to about 11 minutes and we figured it out. All right, enjoy and welcome to season five of Beach Houses and Babies. Welcome to Beach Houses and Babies, a private practice recap podcast. I'm Sam. On today's episode, we'll be chatting all about private practice season five, episode one. Episode one, God Laughs, was written by Craig Turk and directed by Mark Tinker. It aired on September 29th, 2011. Enjoy. Sorry, I just hear it in my head And it makes your bio so true. Today we have a very special guest host on the pod. Please welcome the best entomologist and herpetologist of the Midwest, my friend of over 12 years and probably our most loyal listener of the podcast. This is Marissa. Wow. Hello again, everyone. What an introduction. <laughs> so um, we're not going to ask you about the entomology and herpetology of the Midwest because... There's a whole lot of stuff going on there that you have to think about all day, and we're not going to make you think about it here. Oh, thank you. But I will uh, take questions or send pictures to whoever wants it. We're addressing the giant elephant in the room, but we are not going to talk about it. Yes. Okay. Yes. As a reminder, Marissa and I have been friends. I don't call her Marissa, but that's what I know. I was going to say it's so weird. (laughs) Grown-up life. So that's what I'm going to do. Marissa... (laughs) is a really good friend of mine from college and she was listening to our podcast just to support and then she started watching around the time that I was like hey would you be interested in co-hosting when she was visiting last fall so yeah she is number one fan we love decided to jump right in and start from the beginning because I can't not know things and I would probably have texted you like one mil like even more than I already do now watching it through being like why is this happening what's happening with this so I had to get a good basis so I'm just watching the whole show now (laughs) yes and I we have some listeners in our dms like why are you having people who know what happens in this show so I just want to let them know that you are only caught up to pretty much here like a few episodes ahead but not many because I was like I'm gonna have you at the beginning of season five no more watching Yeah, so I watched right up to when we recorded last over the winter. I, like, stopped there, and I didn't know what episodes I would be recording, but I had to stop watching after 5-5 because it just – season 5 is going to be a rough one for you, and I (laughs) – I'm sure when you made the show, you were like, oh, can we just skip over season 5? Yeah. So I – I still don't know what's gonna. I still don't know what's gonna happen. So yeah, you don't. So yeah, your your um, Mimi's mumblings are still very much mumbles. Yes, they are. Yeah, yeah. So what else are you reading and or watching right now? Yeah, so I finished the book The Dutch House uh, on Sunday, which was so good. It had a really good ending. It's a very bittersweet book. I highly recommend. Um, I know she has another book coming out soon, so hoping to get that. Uh, and I just started a new book 
um, called Predator, which is a Patricia Cornwell book where she's like a forensic writer and they're all fiction. Um, and she has like 25 of them. So I've been working through the entire series. So I'll read like a quote unquote normal book and then I'll go back to Patricia Cornwell and read one of her books. <laughs> and then I have like six books on my nightstand that I just start and then pick up and then don't remember where I was. So I have a bunch of those I still need to get through. I have four or five on my bookshelf just like staring at me at all times. Yep, same. Yeah. And yeah. And then I've been binging a lot of just British TV. So I've been on a big kick with like Death in Paradise, Father Brown. I don't know. Those I watched a few of those a few years ago, like a few episodes and I've just been binging the whole series. And then the new season of Succession just started, and this is going to come out later, but the third episode of that season is, oh my gosh, I watched it tonight before recording. Probably top five episodes of TV I've ever watched. Melody said top three. So dear listeners, I recorded out of order. I am batching some of these because... Contrary to popular belief, I do have a life, a bit of one, <laughs> and I'll be pretty busy in May, and I'm traveling, and I'm not going to have my mic, but I didn't want to leave my listeners in a lurch, so I'm batching these recordings. Thank you. So you'll have them in your ears as scheduled, but I'm re- so I recorded Melody, who is our next guest host, spoiler alert, <laughs> she'll be on five too. <laughs> Um, and so here's what Melody has to say about Succession. Succession, oh my god, oh my god, I don't know. Okay, for anybody listening, again, because we are batch filming <laughs> or batch recording, we're doing this the day after Easter. So you, if you watch Succession, you know what episode just dropped. And I need, I'm not going to talk about it because it's major spoilers, but like, oh my god. Oh my God, the acting. Oh my God, everything. If you've never seen an episode of Succession and you don't care to watch it, even though I think it's a very good show or you just can't get into it because I understand the characters are a lot, watch that episode for some of the most incredible acting you've ever seen in your life. Trigger warning, it is a little like traumatic, but it's fabulous. Um, yeah, so... <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's all I have to say. If you know, you know. Uh, not to be that person, but perfect. Yes. Okay. So, what do you have to say about Succession? Just uh, amazing. So good. I was gonna say top like one, and then I was talking to my brother, and he's like, probably top five for me. Yeah. It's just, do you watch the show? I don't. The dad is a very famous Scottish play actor. That, thank you for saying Scottish play, dear listeners. If you don't know what Marissa was referring to. Look it up because I'm certainly not saying it on this pod. Yes, so good. And then, yeah, just everyone is a phenomenal actor in it. And it's really cutthroat dialogue. And it's just very funny and tongue-in-cheek. So I highly recommend, like, because you're allowed to hate the rich white people. Like, they don't try to seem likable at all in the show. Okay, that's good. I did watch the menu based off of one of your co-host recommendations a couple weeks ago. It was very good. And then, yeah, just, like catching up with episodes that are or seasons that are coming out on Netflix like Next in Fashion, Formula One all that good stuff Oh, there are a lot of people really into Formula One I am not one of them but I hear people love it so the people that drive the cars are very attractive <laughs> um, so that is the incentive to watching it if you are 
into attractive men and watching that them just like their drama filled lives. I feel like I get anxious watching people drive cars really fast. Yeah, it's the like GoPro footage is pretty wild. I don't yeah. know if I would get. I probably actually would get in a car and go around like a lap with one of the famous people, but I would get so <laughs> nauseous. I would just be screaming the entire time. <laughs> What are your other favorite podcasts? Yeah, so again, biggest fan ever, I guess. So I did listen. One of your co-hosts has their own podcast, The Dolls of Our Lives. And so I went through and listened to the Kit season of that since I had Kit, and I, or I have Kit, and I had have Samantha. So I need to listen to the Samantha season too. Um, so that was really fun. You are a good combo of those two. Oh, Yeah. I can see that. I know yeah. my mom bought me Kit because she was like the little journalist and that's what my mom did for a long time. Aww. I know, from Ohio. And then, yeah, I really liked Samantha. Yeah. But yeah, so I need to listen to the other seasons and now I just want to buy all the books too. Yeah. They're so good. <laughs> I have the Samantha books at my parents' house. No, I think I actually have them here now because I was preparing for something. And... I have some of the Rebecca books. Rebecca's my girl. Oh, yeah. That's what you were saying. I know. Yeah. Yeah. I love them all. And then the classics like This American Life, Radio Lab, Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Uh, Normal Gossip just started a new season. Highly recommend that podcast. It's phenomenal. And then general crime podcasts. I hear the new season of Serial kind of sucked. (laughs) I just finished listening to that. I was disappointed. Don't let me deter you. I haven't started it. I am so behind on my podcast right now that I just couldn't start a new because all seven or eight episodes dropped at one time. And I was like, I simply cannot add this to my queue at the moment. They're luckily short. They're luckily mostly under half hour. So I was able to listen to it in a day when I was just working on my microscope for stuff. So yeah. What a scientist. I know, right? (laughs) Do you have anything to promote? I mean, be good to the environment, eat more plants, be kind to others. Basically, same motto as last time. Yeah. Can we tell the listeners your news or you want to keep your private life private? Oh, yeah. So I did the very standard thing. I was dating someone for a long time. And in February, we got engaged. So On your birthday? On my birthday when I turned 30, the dirty 30. No longer 30, flirty and thriving, just 30 and, you know, just kidding. But yes, so that was very exciting. It's so um, beautiful. It's so you. Oh, thank you. I've not planned anything. I did get a dress, uh, but don't know where I'll wear it or when I'll wear it. Or <laughs> <like> that. But uh, <laughs> it'll get worn at some point in the next five to seven years. So yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Yes. And yes, Ruthie's yeah. open for flower girl duties. Perfect. We're starting a trainer. You know, she'll walk down that aisle. It'll be oh, yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. 100%. So where can we find you online if you want to be found? LOL. Twitter's dying. I know. I do still have my Twitter. Mimi G says, I think. M-I-M-I-G-S-A-Y-S. I'm pretty active on there. I like retweeting science stuff and reading comedies and spoiling my shows if I watch a day later. And then... Yeah, if you have any burning desire to speak to me, just go through Sam, and she'll yeah. hook you up. I'll connect you. Yes. 
Okay, so our patient breakdown for this episode, not so many patients, still very broken down. We have first notes and miscellaneous per usual. We have Addison Forbes Montgomery with infertility. We have Pete Wilder with myocardial infarction, cerebrovascular accident, and an atrial bleed. Arterial bleed. Not an atrial. Not an atrium. Arterial bleed. I don't know. He was all... Everything was bloody from, like, the chest up. It was just exploding, so... It was bad. It was real bad. It was real bad. We have Amelia Shepard with a hand laceration. And then we're going to talk about Violet at the airport. Perfect. I will say I looked through your nights after watching it, and they were, like, so similar to mine. I was just cackling. (laughs) Twinnies. Yes. So we'll probably be like, oh, I have the exact same thing written down. (laughs) I love that. That's how you can tell that we are buddies and we have very similar taste in media. We we both have a thing for procedurals. Yes. uh, I'm in the middle of bones right now. I don't know if I've told you that. But. Yeah, you did, I think, last time. Uh, it was so good. I want to give it a rewatch. There's just so many shows I want to rewatch. I know. And you have Hulu without ads, right? Yes, I do. Okay, so I am not <laughs> part of that 1%. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would like to say I'm sharing it. Yeah, um, no, you're fine. I um, A lot of our other co-hosts also have ad-free Hulu, but Bones is ad-free anyway for some reason. Oh. Okay. I hope I haven't just alerted someone at Hulu to that fact, and we're going to take that away, but I hope yeah, that doesn't Yeah, I, I watched that show in real time, which was like middle and high school, because that's really like kind yeah. of what I wanted to do for a long time. So that and House were shows that I watched like while they were happening. You would be really good at that. Yeah. 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 I thought that's like, but I didn't want to go through medical school after I started taking chemistry in college. Kind oh, of yeah. just the hopes God, and no. dreams blew up. Were you pre-med so. for a minute? I, like, wanted to do forensic pathology for a minute. But in college, you weren't, like, on that pre-med track? No, I mean, freshman year, you just kind of take basic biology and chemistry uh, and all of that jazz. And you were, like, snooze fast. I know all of it. I know every single thing about this. Uh no, I just like took Gen Chem 1 and it was awful and Gen Chem 2 was terrible too. And that was all I needed for the biology major. And I was like, I can't, I can't go on. But medical school, you have to have all of the other crazy chemistries. Yeah. I just I had flashbacks to Carmel, our dorm. And Probably just like me crying, attempting to do chemistry. I wouldn't say crying, but very, like, high-strung, being like, I have so much to do. I don't know how I'm going to do it. Yeah. I don't – like, chemistry destroyed me. I mean, it's fine. I passed. I got my degree, but, yeah. Ds get degrees. That's how I know. I did not get a D. I got, like, a A and a B, but – I, I fully think failed I'm- one music class because the teacher <laughs> was, like, would not work with me. And it was – do you remember that? I was like distraught. Yeah, I was very I feel quiet. Like a about lot it. of people like failed a music class, like yeah. piano or like all those other crazy ones because the teachers were not nice. No, yeah, I failed solfege because, and I'm fine like bringing light to that now because I am a professional musician. Having failed solfege, like I'm fine, but this 
the class was made for instrumentalists and the way that instrumentalists visualize notes in their head and bring them to life is very different from the way that vocalists do and they wouldn't separate it they wouldn't give me like I I was set with the hardest teacher the one that is was like notoriously not great with vocalists let alone like people who haven't been sight reading since they were born so yeah if you fail a class in college you can still be successful it's true I gen chem 2 was being taught by a P-chem teacher, which is like an upper-level chemistry class. And he was teaching it like an upper-level chemistry class. And, um, yeah, I pretty much developed an ulcer, and I dropped it on the last day I could because everyone was failing in that class. Yeah, I remember And that. I was like, this isn't worth it. I don't even want to stick around to see what's up with the curve. So I took it um, over summer at community college, and that was a lot better, but yeah but you know what I'm a successful scientist so you are matter. you are doesn't like matter head of everything in my <laughs> yeah. in my mind oh thank but, you <laughs> yeah a lot of our listeners I get our um analytics and a lot of our listeners are younger so I just want to like let them know you'll be fine school is important but it's not as important as people make it seem being like take your physical and mental and emotional health above the grade that will be on your transcript that no one will care about after one year after you graduate. Yeah. And I will say, one, get a tutor. Oh, yeah. And two, intro classes are a lot harder than the specialization classes. Like, intro bio one. a wide breath. Mm-hmm. You're trying to learn a lot. So, yeah, just stick with it, even if the intro classes are really hard. Yeah. Yes. All right. So, what's your first note about season five, episode one? I cannot believe we're already on season five. I know. It's wild. Uh, what a journey it's been so far. Uh, I'm glad Addison's going to therapy, but I'm kind of over the opening therapy scenes. I feel like they hit them really hard. Like, yeah, I know she needed it after Busy died, and that's probably why she went. But I'm kind of like, okay, we get it. You're in therapy, which we're proud. But I have a theory. So this is congruent to season eight of Grey's Anatomy, which like for me, season six and seven are like the golden age of Grey's. People say it's like season one, two, three. But for me, it's six and seven. And those always start with a monologue. Mm -hmm. Right. And so my theory, having like the business end in my brain, is that they saw the viewer numbers for private practice going down a bit a little bit like every time and we're in like the low sixes now I see them thinking like how can we boost ratings how can we sort of make a duality between the OG and the spinoff in a way that is not going to be a carbon copy and for me because these do continue for quite a while I hate to tell you Mims but uh, (laughs) for me it's a kind of a way for them to be like an opening and closing of an episode where just like the monologues and grays they talk about themes of the episode but it's not talking about the episode as it is and sort of like bookending it no I totally get that I was gonna say yeah that's definitely how it's interpreted and you definitely see that in the season finale of season four Mm -hmm. of them like linking you know Addison's growth and the full circle of how she's how she thought she was gonna change something in her life and how it actually changed and you know it's kind of like a narrative storytelling situation so that is helpful for that 
Yeah, but I, I mean, I, I will scream from the rooftops and have been for, you know, five seasons now. Thankfully, she is getting therapy from someone outside of her own office. I was going to say, thank God it's a therapist, not at Oceanside Wellness. Yes. My first note for this episode is there's a very white opening screen. Mm-hmm. And it was a little off-putting, sort of like, you know, starting fresh, obviously, whatever white means, like a fresh start, fresh season. But in my Shondaland brain, when you start with either a white screen or a black screen intentionally, that means something very intentional. Yeah, I was kind of wondering why after the white screen it didn't cut to go- what was going on with Pete. Well, they wanted to keep you in suspense. I know they did, but I was like, Because then they okay. have – I know. They have the fake out mm-hmm. with Sam doing compressions on a guy who's dead and you think it's Pete and it's not. Yeah. Did you catch – Addison's Hermes bracelet close up. She, there was like a oh. close up on the Hermes bracelet. Just like. No, and I'm a upset good, I like, didn't. Second and a half. It's at the very beginning of the episode. You can always rewatch. Classic. Classic yeah. Addie. <laughs> we also get a one week later title card, right? So for a while, I was like, oh, this is happening one week later. And then my brain turned on and I realized that Pete would be very dead and probably so would Lucas. Yes. If it were one week later. So that specific therapy session was one week later, but the actual episode has to be the same night. I think so. Because, yeah, you see the therapy session and then all of a sudden they tie into what happened in the last season. And for a second I was like, oh, did I? What? But it ended up flowing okay. Yeah, that's what the previously on Mm -hmm. loop coming in the middle of the cold open is strange. But I did like how they looped it into the therapy monologue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it linked in really well. I feel like they had, like, new, not copy editors, but, you know, new directors of photography or... DPs and yeah. Yeah, they're taking more stuff from Grays. It really does seem like that. And there is a very sharp turn into artistic directing and artistic lighting choices from here on out. Yeah, and you, you kind of see that, too, definitely with the season finale. I'm sorry, I keep going back to it because I also watched that last night. No, it's where important, you see, yeah. Where you see Addison just standing there and everyone around her is going really fast. I was like, oh, this doesn't seem like a scene we've seen before Yeah, in private practice. So no. they're experimenting. They sure are. <laughs> and there is very interesting things to come. Oh, gosh. All right, any more first notes before you move on to Addie? Nope. I don't have a lot for Addie. I was thinking, like you said, about how she needed therapy after Busy died, but it also Mm -hmm. made me think that because of her upbringing and the whole, um, you know, suppressing emotions of the culture that she grew up in, I don't think she would have partaken in therapy before Busy died. So, like, yes, the way that her mother died – that was the impetus for needing professional health. I think she, I, I say she needed professional health far before that. But yeah, I probably don't... when you know she was going through a divorce. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a that reason. Been helpful. Yeah, there's a reason that you cheat on your husband with your husband's best friend, and that maybe can be helped with some therapy. Yeah, it yeah. can be. So yeah, do you think she would have done therapy before Busy died? No, because I think she had enough traumatic stuff going on in her life that if she would have done it, she would have done it. Like, as you said, like, going through the divorce, like, cheating, all of her relationships failing, 
infertility issues, like everything. I feel like she should have gotten therapy during a lot of that, but did not. So I feel like it was kind of like the straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah. Yeah. And even though her and her mother did not talk very often, we're led to believe, I still don't think she would have done it even like she would have, she would have been like, well, what if somehow my mother finds out I'm in therapy? Mm -hmm. She'll, yeah. Even though you're a doctor, like you understand that it's necessary. Yeah, I kind of also wonder who the therapist is because I can totally see her being like, I'm double board certified. I can outsmart any therapist. Yes. So it's got to be a good therapist. Exactly. There was a note, um, there was trivia in the season four finale. One of them that I did not include is that the therapist in the season four finale is not the same one, not the same actor as the one that continues for the rest of season five. So I didn't include that because even though it's not really a spoiler that she continues in therapy, I just, you know, didn't want to do any sort of spoiler adjacent information, but it it is a different actor, which is interesting. Interesting. I like when they uh, throw stuff in there and just think people won't notice. Do you read anything into the fact that we do not see his face? Um, no. I feel like he's not super important. Okay. To know. Why? Is there something that I should read into? No, I was just wondering if you, you know, thought anything twice about that. Mm-mm. Okay. I certainly did the first time I was watching it. I was like, who is that? We have- Oh, you wanted to know who the therapist? Yeah. Well, I feel like his, he was, his role was kind of, a, you know, irrelevant to know who he was. I thought he was like an Easter egg of someone we knew mm. from somewhere else. Got it. In all caps, I have, I don't want any more Addisam. Let it be. Bye-bye. I know I got roasted last time for being like, you know what? Like, it's not that bad. And you're like, really? Like, you really don't think it's that bad? And then everyone else that's been on has been like, how horrific they're together. And I'm just like, I feel personally attacked every time. But I am at my breaking point where I was like, why is there more Addison and Sam? Why it should have just ended? Go to Fiji, Addison. Damn it! Yeah. Those were <laughs> those were my first comments. Like it ended up fine. She was strong. She's like, I have a date, and then all of a sudden now they're just together. Like what? And also, what is the sex playlist? Like I know it's not actually playing in the background, <laughs> but weird choice of music. How about? when we find out that pineapple guy is dr jake riley fertility oh. specialist oh my gosh i think i texted you like holy crap like you did jaw drop at the end i did not see i mean i s- saw something was gonna happen like he was gonna show back up and you text back you're like i'm so glad you met jake finally <laughs> <laughs> but yeah also like what are the odds and also why do they not know each other I know. That is the thing that really blows my mind. They're in the same specialty, in the same zip code. I put just a bunch of, oh my gods, what a meeting. This is so awkward and complicated, but also like, I'm hot for it. (laughs) He goes, I'm going to give you a baby. I screamed, oh my god, I died. (laughs) And just like her looking like, that's all I want. Like, okay, I'm going to do a mumbling. They're going to end up together. How could she not? want to be impregnated by a man who just looks at her so attractive, knows when pineapples are ripe, and is just like, I want it. I'm going to give you a baby. 
Okay, so your mumbling is that you think they're going to end up together. Yes, I hope, because I can't deal with this Sam and Addison anything anymore. I'm just over it. The thing that makes me really angry about the Addison and Sam thing that I brought up in our last episode with Jackson is, like, she is just prolonging sadness. Yeah, I know. And hurt. Like, he's not going to come around. He's not going to want to have your baby. He's not going to want to deal with your baby. Yeah. When and if you have it. Yeah. So it's just like, why why did you go back to it? She's going to be heartbroken again. And not only did she, like, go back to it eventually, but literally the same night she doesn't go to Fiji, like, she comes back from the airport and goes straight to Sam's house. Also, how complicated for Jake to have gone on these dates and the Addison's like, I have a boyfriend and it's been, what, like, two days? He's probably like, what what the – what the fuck were we doing? Sorry, you can bleep me. What were <laughs> – what were we – what? Like, that scene was just, like, so complicated. Yeah. And she keeps, like, adjusting her medical gown. Mm-hmm. But the more she adjusts it, the more revealing it is because it, like, the buttons don't match. It was very uncomfortable. It was so cringy. But I was like, ugh. Yeah, I die. Anyway. Yeah. That's uh, all I- Go ahead. I was going to say, I also... No. (laughs) I also died at Charlotte at the hospital being like, why are we pretending? Yes. That whole scene around the little, like, nurse's station. I loved it. Yes. And then I also said, yes, this is such a short time frame for all of this. Like, what is happening? I have whiplash. Like, girl, I know. Like, get your hoe face on if you're going to do that. But don't go back to what's comfortable. Like... The time... (sighs) The timeline was really weird for me. Yes. In this episode. Not that the timeline is ever clear. No, it's not. But I feel like it's, like, more clear because it's all happening in, like, a four-hour time frame. Yeah, but then she goes to – so it has to be less than a week later that she has her fertility appointment because the fertility appointment is before her therapy appointment. Although, Mm -hmm. if we're being honest, Addison should be in therapy more than once a week. But I think her fertility thing was – her her therapy appointment was after. After fertility. Yeah. Is that what you just yes. said? Yes. Yeah, okay. Sorry. It. Yes. 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 So all of this is happening in a very short amount of time. Yeah. Anything more for my girl Addie? No. Besides yeah. just like, ugh. Leave Sam alone <laughs> and marry Jake. Let him put a baby in you. <clears throat> okay. Anyway. <laughs> Pete Wilder, myocardial infarction, cerebrovascular accident, and arterial bleed. Uh, This house is literally cursed and they need to move. Yes. I said terrible things always happening at this house. They need to move somewhere else. They do, but I'm glad Cooper finally, like, had his moment where he could save someone in the right amount of time. So, you know, no more guilt trips. And I'm glad, like, he went and, um, like, saw what was up. But also I was wondering, like, when do kids learn how to call 911? So Lucas, we're led to believe Lucas is less than two years old. Okay. So I feel like, I mean, you'd think that with the company these parents keep that Lucas would know how to call 911 already. But maybe not until, like, two and a half, three years old. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like it's probably very different now with cell phones being so ubiquitous to young kids. That, like, little kids know how to do, like, everything on cell phones, which is shocking. Um, But, yeah, with the landline, 
Yeah. <sighs> well, because you can't really teach how to call 911 and when to call 911 without fully understanding what an emergency is. Yeah. So it's that true. is like an emotional thing. Although if Violet's your mom, I guess that's important. You'll get that <laughs> pretty quick. He's going <laughs> to, Lucas is going to have so much trauma that he has to sort through uh, with his own therapist or maybe he'll just swear off therapist I don't know I could see that happening I have a note later that I'm just gonna bring up but like it's in my miscellaneous I really want a spinoff with Lucas and Betsy and the Gray's kids and just like all the children not really Maya because she's you know a grown-up but Olivia maybe Olivia would be much younger but it doesn't even have to be medical like they can be in high Mm -hmm. school I just want a spinoff or even a short film of all of them just being like my dad's dead my dad's this my mom and your dad used to be married (laughs) yeah they need to do it i mean okay so i watched a spinoff for that 70s show that 90s show and it was like Uh yes this is what i need so i think that would be good like the grays and private practice kiddos and how screwed up they are would be a great great show oh it would be so good i'd fund it if i was a millionaire but same same i'm not so yeah they just need to move homes like yeah just let it lie when they when he was still on the ground trying to grasp the phone i feel like the location of the phone kept moving first it was at his feet and then he moved and it was at his hip but he didn't like rotate in that way and then it was above his head and i understand that there were like important things going on but also like cell phone or like getting the phone is your number one priority i feel like I know he just kept passing out. I was like, okay, you would probably definitely be dead in real life. But, (laughs) you know, it's a TV show. So, yeah. But the Sam fake out killed me. I remember the first time I watched it. I was like, they're going to let him die, like, in the first, what, like, 10 minutes of the show. But, yeah, so they did well with that. Glad Cooper finally found someone in the right amount of time. I said that earlier. Yeah. But I will say during that whole scene – I took my renewal of CPR and first aid training and Cooper's compressions, chest compressions are not deep enough and way too fast. Yeah, I I did notice they were too fast. Like he is a doctor. He should know how to do that. It was way too fast. So half-assed CPR. Yeah. Staying alive, staying alive. So during the training, they told us they're not using that song anymore because it's easy to get distracted. From, like, focusing on CPR and, like, not knowing how many, like, if you're <laughs> you up to 30 or not. Yeah. <laughs> what are they using now? Nothing. Oh. I guess, like, the AEDs have a metronome. Oh, yeah. If you have an AED. I know. So, all God willing, I hope I never have to give CPR. But yeah. if I do, I'll probably still do staying alive, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Speaking of other people who don't know when or if they'll be giving cpr poor lucas hiding under the table i know Ugh, that was so tragic and i did like the semi-comedy of cooper getting electrocuted when sam just like doesn't wait after he says clear to shock (laughs) that would hurt so bad i know i loved i loved addison's story about her just like picturing her getting shocked too I know. In her first year of residency, just, like, she thinks she's clear, but her stomach's not clear. And, like, knowing how slim she is, how that, like. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, boy. No, thank you. 
Yeah. When Addie took Lucas, like with no hesitation, I had massive flashbacks to season three when Addie was playing mommy when Violet was away. I know. It was literally so heartbreaking to know how much she wants to have a kid and to see Violet keep like running away. Yeah. And Addison just like having, just dealing with Lucas. Yeah. And like wanting, you know, like feeding him and everything else. That was so sweet. I'm not saying that Violet is a bad mom. Pause for dramatic effect. (laughs) yeah I'm just trying to figure out how to say this but like Addison is a better mom she would be such a good mom yeah yeah I agree with that my next note is Cooper is such a good friend to Violet and Violet just keeps shitting on him he keeps showing up for everything that he needs to she skipped his wedding. She leaves again without saying anything to anyone, which they call we can a separate discussion about the very ending with them. But I was just like mm-hmm. so mad the whole time. I just like hate. I'm sorry. I still hate Violet. <laughs> I, you're not alone. Love Amy Brennanman despite yes. Violet Turner. Yes. Ugh. So that was just like making me mad the whole episode again. Yeah. There's another podcast that sometimes called our sister podcast very, very kindly called The On-Call Room, which is recap podcast of Grey's. Mm-hmm. And they have this saying called GGBs, which is Grey's Goosebumps. So it's like when something happens on Grey's that gives you goosebumps, you're like the feels, as the kids say. And Charlotte riding the gurney while doing chest compressions on Pete is so reminiscent of Christina doing it on Grey's in the season nine opener I'm, I'm picturing specifically is this season nine i like literally as you're re-describing it i got chills yeah so it gave me G- ggb's mm-hmm. yeah or the great british bake-off but uh ggb's oh yeah great 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 gbb's g okay so not gbb's greek and great greek bake-off perfect yes <laughs> Cooper was being superstitious about the seating arrangements, and I was like, same, dude, same. But also, don't you feel like the seating setup was super different, like, without the table? Definitely Mm -hmm. the table wasn't there. And it was much wider for Dell. if I'm – Yeah, well, I mean, there were just so many more of them. Like, everyone was there for that. Yeah. I agree with the sentiment, but – Yeah. No, I'm very superstitious. Yeah. Uh, So I totally understand. Yeah, I'm glad he thought to call the airport. Finally. Mm-hmm. But also today I could time. see that happening. I'm sure there's like an emergency line that physicians have, but like I can see him being like calling, 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 and the airline is like, your hold time is 937 minutes. Right? Like I don't know how they get that information. No. But also stop letting family into the OR. Oh, yeah. Who who wants – No. Like, I feel like that happened during Dell. I feel like yeah. that happened during Violet. Just everyone's just walking up in the OR because they want to see, like, no, that's going to be traumatic for everyone. Yeah. When Violet was looking through the window, oh, I know. I know we're not quite there yet, but. Yeah. Yeah. How about Addison asking Sheldon for his professional medical opinion on what Lucas needs? I'm glad they discussed it because I was sitting there wondering, like, what is that going to do to him? Yeah. And so yeah. that was – I felt like that was pretty, like, scientific and correct. I could be totally wrong. But, you know, I always kind of wonder 
you know, kids that experience trauma or see trauma at such a young age, like how does it influence them Yeah. for the rest of their life? And it was really interesting to hear the regression and them talk about that. Yeah. And I mean, I, I think, I think that Addison is kind of like assuming that Pete's going to die. Mm-hmm. And when she says, like, what do we do if Pete dies and Sheldon goes, it's a catastrophic event for a child and we shouldn't think about that until we have to. Mm -hmm. And then when he says, more than anything right now, he needs Violet. And I just felt that shot to the heart for Addison. Yeah. It was kind of just like, like, okay, yeah, where's Violet? Yeah, she's like, I'm doing literally everything I can. And you're saying Mm -hmm. that. Ugh. Yeah. But in the midst of all that, we see Amelia Shepard starting her downfall. We sure do. I put her downfalls already killing me. I can't imagine watching it more on Grace slash the rest of this show. Okay. So that's going to be rough because I know it's not over yet, most likely. But also shout out to the girls a bitch for pouring drinks on her. I know. Oh, I have all this stuff in Amelia. I'm not too Amelia yet. Oh, okay. But I can, yeah. The other bar goers not catching her when she falls is such a metaphor for nightlife without friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I put that fall would hurt so bad. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, she goes, quite a mosh pit or something like that. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So back to the OR. Now we have oh, yes. two episodes in a row of Cooper in the OR where he has never been before. He's and a now. Yeah. Yeah. He he's not a pediatric surgeon. He's a pediatrician. And now they have him doing cardiac massage mm-hmm. in like a full hospital. Like Sam is not the only cardiologist that they have. Sam isn't even like a practicing cardiologist until like half yeah. a season ago. I'm sorry, you're in LA. You have more doctors. And also yeah. why does everyone on call take so goddamn long to get there? I know. Why? And not like there isn't any in the in the hospital i know there have to be like a resident or like a fellow or somebody but yeah he is still in his cute little navy and green plaid scrub cap so we love to know he looks adorable in a scrub cap yeah but he's not a surgeon i know and like charlotte's just hanging out in there too yeah I was like, what are you all doing? And yeah, Sam's doing all of these like intense procedures when he's not a practicing, yeah. Like, yeah. Heart surgeon. Again, bringing the grays into it, which like I'm never mad about bringing grays into anything, obviously, but it just isn't authentic to the characters that we've gotten to know for five years. Mm-hmm. I loved Coops bringing that humor with Violet going like, can't wait to see your gift baskets. Sam only mm-hmm. saved his life once. I saved it twice. I know. So funny. And then it hit me that they don't know about Violet's license being suspended. Yeah, nobody knows. She just, I guess, freaking bounced, ran away. Yeah, she was like, bye-bye. Pete in that post-surgery euphoria scene. Yeah, I said, I want Pete's euphoria. It's very Tim Daly in his current reels and IG stories. (laughs) Like uh, that guy that's always so happy from Parks and Rec. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very that. I know he was like so sweet, but I noticed um, past couple episodes like they never say I love you back. Oh yeah, just interesting. I mean, okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> In that season finale, you like see Pete change when Violet yeah. leaves again. Like you yes. literally 
see his anger and like disgust in his face and so it was like really nice to see him like so happy and euphoric and kind to her but i feel like it's gonna even if it was the drugs i know i feel like it's gonna get so much worse because he like that his face before that all happened was just like i could vomit because it looked so oh yeah he has a quadruple bypass that's so surprising i mean genetics are a factor but yeah it was I figured is yeah that's it's, that's a lot he's not the uh he's not the poster child for that yeah he's not yeah. and my last note on pete for this episode is 37 minutes and 22 seconds the hug that cooper gives violet after saying how mad he is at her is so authentic like i felt like that was the actors doing it not even like i mean yes it was the characters and i'm not saying that it was acted badly but i'm saying like we know how close this cast is and i could tell that that was an authentic hug because sometimes you see characters hug on screen and i am like they didn't want to do that but Mm -hmm. this was an authentic hug no, it really was. And I'm glad yeah. Cooper called her out on all of her issues. And I'm glad she acknowledged it. So, yeah. Like, I'm really glad they had that moment because it was really necessary. He says, this is your life, Violet. You've got to stick around and fight for it. Yeah, it was really good. On to Amelia Shepard with a hand laceration. I know. Sorry. I tried to go to her too early. Oh, it's cool. It's cool. I had a lot on Pete. <laughs> I mean, he was, like, the main yeah. issue going on in the episode. The only patient, really. Well, I guess Amelia was her own patient because she gave herself stitches. I know. Like, she Sheldon goes... could have pulled it together, like, a little bit. I mean, I wouldn't want a psychiatrist doing my stitches, honestly, especially if it was a hand that, like, was my selling point. It was really funny when she's like, no, the interns do them in the ERs and they're terrible at it. Yeah. Again, bringing in Grays, what happens on Grays. And Sheldon, when he picks her up from the bar, says, you didn't think you should drive or the bartender took your keys? And she goes, tomato, tomato. tomato." (laughs) I know I died. Sheldon not telling Charlotte what's going on isn't helping anyone. And I get that Sheldon wants to do what he thinks is best for Amelia. But like, yeah, I put like Charlotte is essentially her sponsor, right? I get that. And I put on the other end, I get Charlotte's trying to protect her. But at this point, why not just out her? I know the doctors on call are so far away, but, like, she's letting someone operate on someone else's brain when she knows she's been drinking. Like, it's Charlotte's responsibility to go to the board and to just straight remove her from the hospital. I did sort of appreciate how Charlotte tried to cover herself to save Amelia's reputation in the full operating room of saying she cut her hand. Hoping yeah. that Sam would pick up on what that meant or that, you know, Amelia would be like, okay, I see, you see what I see. But yeah, it was, I mean, it was impressive and this is going to sound like awful because she was intoxicated and shouldn't be operating on this guy. But she, it was impressive that she was able to, to like still operate that successfully even while she, you know, was that intoxicated. Yeah. And then I have like hand clapping emojis for Charlotte's speech at the end. Yes. You know, like, pill people go out on alcohol, alcohol people go out on pills, and, like, I can't, you know, I've tried. I can't keep doing this for you. Yeah. She said, I care about you too much to trust you right now. That was really hard. I don't have much more about Amelia. Do you have much? 
No, those were kind of the main points. Yeah. So I think it's just going to be a really painful season okay. with her. <laughs> so that'll be fun. <laughs> we have Margo on a lot this season. Only like three times, but. <laughs> no, I like her perspectives. Yeah. Violet at the airport. Uh, my first note is the old iPhones. Ha 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 They were just such bricks. I could hear the like, you know, when you plug it in, it goes like. Bloop. Yeah. I could hear it. Also dying at her, the quote, I never eavesdrop. I know. <laughs> I have the same thing. I have the same thing. I said, LOL, what, Violet? Like, why do I not believe that? She's in her element for real, though. Like, she doesn't have technology to distract her, and she's just going to eavesdrop on these people. Mm-hmm. So yeah. the last episode that you put out, your quote in the episode was, like, we didn't hear about the book, and I'm so happy. Yeah. And, like, one of the first things she wrote or said was, I wrote a book. I'm an author. <laughs> I'm an author. I wrote a book. I was like, it's back, Sam. She's saying it again. <laughs> no. I know. She's dumpster fire. I know. I said, of course, she has lounge access. I don't have lounge. You have it, don't you? Uh, Sam the other samuel does so i get it through him your fiance fiance yeah he gets two fiance fiance he gets two (laughs) he gets two episodes or he gets um two access things a year wow and usually yeah but i mean if we if i get added to the credit card then i get joint access they didn't have complimentary chargers at the airport in 2011 I just want to – I like to bring our younger listeners and our modern listeners into that, like, into the present moment. Do they have them now? I guess I just always have my cell phone charger. I do too, but you see those, like – they almost look like tiny lockers for cell phones where you can pay, like, five bucks or something to have your phone in there for 20 minutes, 90 minutes, whatever, and it gets charged. So they do have them now. But also, she's away for three weeks, so she should have her charger with her to be able to plug in while she waits. I feel like her decision, and then, like, when she was going to leave was just, like, a zero to 60 real fast. Yes, I know. Go ahead. What, what, yeah, you look very intent. I was just thinking, so Pete was supposed to be on call that night or working at the ER that night and Charlotte would be gone so wouldn't they have had a babysitter that should have discovered Pete because he would have needed someone to watch Lucas Violet would be gone yeah um I mean in like a normal family yes but I feel like Pete would just bring Lucas to the hospital interesting that just like occurred to me like oh he should have been discovered by a babysitter but yeah you're right you're right TV shows. Anyway, sorry. Or maybe the sitter came and knocked like twice and no one answered and she was like, I'm going home. Yeah, maybe. But uh, yeah, I feel like Violet just like ran out of the house when she decided she was leaving. So maybe she forgot her charger. Maybe, but I mean, I feel like her publisher would have bought the tickets and maybe she was like, I'm going, but didn't tell Pete until later. Mm hmm. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I've always loved the directing style of this storyline, the way that they're seated at almost like a Victorian conversation bench. You know what I mean? Yeah, I love those types of benches. Yeah, I love the way that they film it, and I really like the setup. It it just, like, kind of shakes things up, you know? Yeah, I like that a lot. 
I had another continuity thing, but I was then quickly put in my place. The husband says that he needs coffee and that's why he leaves. But we see in the conversation shots that there's coffee set up right by the wall. And then he comes back and says, coffee here smelled kind of grim. So I went into the terminal and I'm very glad that they wrote it in because that plot hole was really bothering me. Because like, if you have lounge access, like use the lounge. Mm-hmm. I know they needed to explain why he was gone so long, so they had a good continuity editor yeah. <laughs> for that episode. Yeah, they did. Joanna says things like this are not supposed to happen to people like me. Yeah, I literally have that in quotes, and I said "woof." Yeah, like I'm. <sighs> Domestic violence is very difficult, and we don't have to get into it because the trigger warnings and everything else, but. I mean, I'm glad they, like, went there with it because that's, like, a common thing that you hear. You know, it can happen to anyone at any time. Yeah. So them putting that, you know, like, I do have a good job. I do have really good friends that I talk to about all this stuff. I do have a good family. And, yeah, which is why she was saying, like, things like this aren't supposed to happen to women like me. It's just. Yeah. She has such a high-powered job. He's always been so supportive of her. And she feels guilty about that, I can tell. And, again, Mm -hmm. not her fault. Yeah. What qualifies you to define my relationship and tell me what to do? That's what Joanna says to Violet. Oh, your smile right there is killing me. That's the (laughs) all-knowing smile. And Violet is trying so hard not to mess with her suspension. Mm -hmm. And she doesn't say anything. I know. I was just like, what a stab to the heart. And Violet can't even defend it. I know. And then when Violet leaves – She, like, runs out. She throws the landline down and runs out of the lounge. And then Joanna called Violet on her cell phone at the end of the episode. Mm Mm-hmm. Did they have a charger for her? Was she able to charge it? I guess. It's in the trivia. Well, uh... Maybe she was able to charge it in that time. She maybe was. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anything else for Violet at the airport or Joanna Gibbs or anything like that? Nope. Besides Violet sucks. I know. I always remember this character's name. Like, I don't remember any other character. Because of Gibbs. Because of, of Gibbs, yeah. yeah. Mimi and I both love Marissa and I. Oh, my gosh. Marissa. Oh, my God. And stop. I both, we both love NCIS and, you know, early Gibbs and all of that. Yes. So good. Yes, early Gibbs. Into miscellaneous. <laughs> when Cooper yes. says... About the family delivering triplets who already have twins. He says, as he's, like, all, like, smug and signing, like, charts, he goes, I'm going to retire on that family. I know. It's not a good look for Cooper, and it makes me really (laughs) nervous about where he's going to go this season. I know. But I did enjoy seeing, like, him and um, Charlotte, like, discussing, like, what would happen if one of them died and, you know, they were able to be kind of funny. about it and then it made me think of you know how I often think about my partner family or friends dying way more than I should like definitely an anxious trait of mine but I I, like they made me laugh when she's like I would haunt you I was like yeah I feel that oh absolutely yeah Mm -hmm. oh I would totally haunt you in a good way Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, I would would give you like if I could I would give you like You would get, like, this gorgeous vegan meal and it would come and a butterfly would, like, sit right on top of it. Because I know you would still eat it, but that would be me. Yes. 
Sabe. If like a gorgeous rare bug lands on your food, or like a gorgeous rare bug just like lands on you, it's me. But it will probably be your food if I can control. Perfect. Perfect. Even better. (laughs) Well, no one in my life's gonna die because everyone's immortal, so it's a non-issue. Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. But like, I can Mm -hmm. astro project. Yes, perfect across the country. We love it. I thought the team was being very sweet and empathetic towards Violet blaming Violet blaming herself. Felt like they were all really sweet about it. Yeah, and I also kind of feel like they're lying through their teeth, but like mm-hmm. nice of them to be nice to her face, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Charlotte says I want you to be miserable for for the rest of your life. I love that she says that to Cooper. I know. Oh, and then, yeah, my last note is I'm glad I already said it, but I'll say it again. I'm glad Cooper's calling Violet out. Yes. Do you have any more? No, identical note taking, though. <laughs> I know. It is Perfection. quite amazing. I know. Quite amazing. All right, our Sam's style for the week is Joanna Gibbs, our airport lady. She has this light olive green trench coat over orange brown yellow multi-directional striped dress and the trench coat has big gold buttons and her earrings are like big but understated and I really liked it I'm really into coats right now I don't have any that like but I look at them and I'm like I have coats that sounded bad (laughs) I have clothing I (laughs) I have outerwear but I'm into like statement jackets that I don't need living in LA Mm -hmm. but that little olive trench coat i i loved i loved it yeah and i loved the the brown orange like outfit she had underneath a lot yeah i also really liked addison's shirt at the beginning but it wasn't a good color palette for her yeah a lot of the kind of cap sleeves that we're gonna Mm -hmm. see in the therapy sessions from what i remember they're not my fave honestly it's fair yeah yeah but I really liked your style, Sam style. I agree with that one. Thank you. Tell us, tell me about our guest star spotlight. Yeah, it's who um, Betsy Brandt, who played Joanna Gibbs, because I'm obsessed with Breaking Bad, and she played Aunt Marie on Breaking Bad, who was obsessed with purple the entire show. Same girl, and was a kleptomaniac. Not same, same girl. <laughs> Do something to tell me. Um, Is that the one that just like keeps everything? Yeah, but she like takes stuff from places even oh. though she doesn't need to. And like, oh, no, her... not that. I just keep everything. What's a... oh? That's like a hoarder, right? Oh, I'm, versus I'm like not a klepto. Although you will not see the pile of clean clothes next to me that I have yet to put away. <laughs> At least they're clean. So that's true. But Betsy Brandt, she's also in Better Call Saul, but I haven't watched that yet. Uh, she's from the state up north, which you know people from Ohio say for people in Michigan. Um, and she worked a lot in theater. She studied fi- um, theater in school, and she, I believe, worked in Washington um, in theater before moving on to film. Yeah, she was in Life in Pieces, which my parents mm-hmm. liked a lot. Yeah, so I feel like Breaking Bad and this show were happening at the same time. Maybe not. Hold on. Oh, no, it would have overlapped. So it was 20, 2008 to 2013, and she was in the entire thing. And This is 2011. This was, this was shot in 2011, so I'm surprised she's doing, like, guest star spotlights. But, okay, go off. You're working queen. Weird. Yeah. Okay. Good for her. 
But yes. Was it ABC? Do you know? Breaking Bad? Breaking Bad was... I feel like it wasn't. AMC. It was a cable show. Oh, yeah. I guess she was on NCIS. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah. Me too. Yeah, now that I'm reading this stuff back. So, yes, she's done lots of stuff, but... Well, thank you. Mm Mm-hmm. So our trivia for this episode. This episode scored 7.79 million viewers. Quite high. Yeah, it is. This episode's title originated from the Yiddish proverb, Addison quotes, man plans and God laughs. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. This episode marks the addition of Benjamin Bratt to the main cast. God bless him. Goof. When Pete has his heart attack, the staff are unable to reach Violet at the airport because her cell phone battery has died. Yet a short time later, Joanna Gibbs, who Violet counsels at the airport, calls her on that same dead cell phone. I feel like that's not actually a goof because obviously someone charges the cell phone for her while they're at the hospital. Yeah. It would be more of a goof of like she calls someone like, in the car on the way there yeah agreed which she definitely has a car charger though but she has to but i'm not trying to figure out the transportation (laughs) because she wouldn't have brought the car to the airport because she thought she was going to be gone for three weeks and also like whatever not into it but that's the goof that imdb said and as we know imdb never lies never ever i guess i didn't put in my mimi's mumbling so i'm gonna wing this one I love it. Let's see. I hope Addison and Sam just end it. And um, she just marries Jake. So you're really liking Jake right now? Uh, So far. Okay. I mean, he like seems nice and kind and put together and honest, at least from what we see from their few dates. And he's like really hot and it's steamy between them. So I'm like, yes, girl. And I feel like he acted in a professional manner during their yes during their appointment where he was like, look, like what we had was fun, but like we don't need to make this awkward. Like I can be professional. I'm, you know, the best. And I was like, okay, he stepped up. Yeah. Okay. He's like very direct. I feel like most people don't like Jake right off the bat. They feel like something just because like we know this is a Shondaland show they feel like something like the other shoe has to drop when they meet him. And I'm not saying you're correct or incorrect. I'm just saying that like a lot of people and I felt even the first time, like what don't we know about him? I'm trying to be helpful. You're being so helpful. Hopeful or helpful? Hopeful. Oh, you're being helpful and hopeful. Hopeful. <laughs> hopeful. Uh, hopeful. Hope. I'm a hope. Hopeful. Uh- <laughs> so tell me about – I don't know. Cooper and Charlotte? I Well, I'm going to go into this more in the MVP about okay. Charlotte. I feel like they're doing good. Okay. I feel like there's a lot of, there was a lot of communication between them um, the last couple episodes. So I'm just hoping that continues. They seem like they're in a really good spot after their secret marriage. So I'm just hoping that's going to keep going. Um, Nay's just gone. Uh, bye. R.I.P. I feel like she might be back, but, like, not seriously. I think Pete and Violet, I don't know. I kind of think they're going to get divorced. Okay. 
it's just gonna be messy just like watching his face change and then I think he's gonna be like really resentful about the fact that he had a heart attack because he cares so much about his health and that like she was gone so I feel like there's gonna be a lot of resentment with that and I think Addison or Sam are just gonna break up because he's gonna be like I can't deal with your obsession with babies like that sex ain't good enough that like I'm raising another child so how about Amelia she's gonna be I feel like she's just gonna like she hasn't hit rock bottom yet shockingly even though she's performing surgeries while drunk so I don't really want to see what rock bottom is it's just gonna be like really sad because I've really grown to like her I mean not that I won't like her like it's it's hard to see someone you care for in a tough spot exactly so I just hope she's able to get through it she has like before with the pills so Hopefully it happens again. Okay. Sheldon, I don't know. Sheldon's just Sheldon. Hopefully he gets another love interest soon or something heats up with him. Or he's just like, I don't care what Violet thinks. I want Marla back. I hope so. She was an honest queen. Yeah, truly. I think that just about covers everybody. I think so. Ratings and MVP. So yeah, take away your MVP for me. Well, I was going to say Charlotte for this episode. She's really starting to be honest and open with her feelings. Over the last couple episodes, she's trying to be a good friend, doctor, partner, and I'm seeing so much like growth with her um, and trying to communicate with Cooper and just being like, you know, a better friend and doctor. I agree. Do you see now, are you seeing why she is like one of my favorite TV characters of all time? Yeah, I love her. Yeah, her growth is ridiculous. We still have two seasons to go. And she's such a great actress. Yeah, I would see her in anything. Mm-hmm. My MVP is Cooper. We're doing the Shark Coopery here. Yeah. For not skipping a beat and helping Pete and putting Lucas at ease. I also didn't mention this, and I didn't write it down, but I really appreciate him gently putting down the beer bottles mm-hmm. and not dropping them to the floor. Because, like, yes. in, in a lesser show, he would have been like, <gasps> and dropped the six-pack, you know? Mm-hmm. And also, he got right back into helping after being shocked and, like, you know, getting himself together (laughs) mentally, physically. And bringing the humor to both Charlotte and Violet. Yeah, he was definitely the comedic relief for this episode. Yeah, definitely. What's your rating? (laughs) I don't even know if this one makes sense, but um, I said falling on the sand and being pulled into a riptide into the ocean. So, like, obviously you can't escape from them but you're just being pulled further and further in so you can't really get out unless you swim to the side so they all need to reevaluate what they're doing with their lives and stop going down the path they are because if they'll continue they'll drown that makes sense okay that does make sense (laughs) i was worried it wouldn't dear listeners if you get caught in a riptide or you get pulled into sea swim perpendicular swim sideways Mm-hmm. i don't want to lose any listeners exactly so like yeah amelia needs to swim sideways from the path she's going down violet does pete does sam and addison do so everyone just yeah. needs to bail out of their path sheldon i don't know i mean he's trying to help but yeah i don't quite know what sheldon's doing either yeah yeah sheldon's life is happening he's not living his life it's true. His life is happening to him. That's yes. great. Yeah. I like that. My rating is 
something I really identify with and has happened to me so many times. Being nauseous in an Uber from the beach. Whether it's traffic or bad driving, if you're dehydrated, if you had too much to drink, too much sun, if the food was too rich, all of the above. It is an awful feeling no matter how you look at it. Mm-hmm. Not that the show was awful because it was a good episode, but the characters are all, you know, nauseous. And you know it's going to end eventually. Like, you know that, like, you're going to get out. But will you vom all over your pants before you get out? I like that. That's really good. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so glad. Thank you for having me. I'm glad I didn't scare any viewers away. Um, No, they love you. I got some, like, actual questions about, like, when is this person coming back? Stop. You guys are sweet. Is it my radio voice? Is it my unhinged violet disdain? Is it my (laughs) swearing? (laughs) No, I think it's your your knowledge about the show and your knowledge (laughs) about, like, good TV. Yeah, I try. Yeah. And your point of view. I haven't watched some of the bad TV everyone's been obsessed with, like Love is Blind and everything else. I watched the first two seasons, and after that, the first season I enjoyed, which is why I watched the second season, and the second season I was like, no. I, I don't enjoy, like, any of the love competition shows, and I don't enjoy any of, like, the Real Housewives Kardashian shows. The only reality I enjoy is, like, Next in Fashion, Drag Race, the, like, artistic competitions yeah i do like the kardashians and i did watch the bachelor and bachelorette for a while but now that Instagram's so popular it's just annoying because people are on there just yeah yeah. it used to be it was never quite like wholesome but people didn't try to get on there to be like famous famous because like instagram influencing wasn't really like a thing until probably like what like 2015 so and even then it was like very small yeah i feel like they just put out a lot of episodes in those shows and i just get like i'm like i'll be addicted to this and i need to get stuff done so i'm just gonna watch fiction i'm just gonna watch an a series with 20 seasons of it and then I know. that will be much better <laughs> i will probably eventually rip the band-aid off with grays and it's gonna be um a downfall so i don't know i can't wait for the unhinged texts like literally <laughs> i i want to know every single one of your thoughts like down to what are those shoes like i want you to text me every thought that enters your brain you actually might as well we might as well like you might as well put it on twitch right where like i can yeah, see the screen just- <laughs> and i can see you and you just like talk Perfect. Oh yeah. God, it's going to be so good. Oh, I just We can watch I some when I come visit. I know. I need to still get through Daisy Jones and the Six. I talk about that in next week's episode. I haven't watched it yet. It's like on my list once I catch up with Death in Paradise, which I'm like one episode away from doing. Have you um, um have you listened to the audiobook? I read the book. Okay, so the audiobook is incredible if you like, yeah, that's have what I've a kick. heard. So it's like all the characters are played by different actors. And one of the actors is Benjamin Bratt, is Dr. Jake Riley. Oh, my gosh. In so the- I get really into that in the next episode. But mm-hmm. in season, like, two or three of this podcast, when I had just listened to the audiobook, I was like, there's a private practice connection that I can't tell you because you don't know this person yet. And um, 
so yeah it's him so if you decide to listen to it i highly suggest it's him it's judy greer it's like a bunch of really good people amazing yeah i'm excited for the show i heard it was phenomenal so i love the book so much so yeah i'm glad thank you so much for being here thank you for having me i'm down to clown whenever if i'm alive and well i'll do it what do you mean if how would you haunt me (gasps) oh um I would just give you vocal fry when you're not just <laughs> hmm. Treats would drop out of the sky for Ruthie. No. I know. Um, and because she's immortal. She is immortal. Yeah. Nothing will stick to your pans ever again. I don't know. Oh, God bless. <gasps> I, I feel like it would be something with like theme songs. Mm-hmm. I would make you real famous. Bless your sweet soul. Bless your soul. More famous than you are. Oh, thank you. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of Beach Houses and Babies, a private practice recap podcast. Please follow us on Instagram at BHAB Podcast. And be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Anchor to hear future episodes. You can find me at Samantha G. Harris on all social media. And you can follow me at, at Mimi G. Says on Twitter. If you'd like to support Beach Houses and Babies, please consider leaving us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and sharing with a friend. It really helps people learn about the show and we might read your review on the podcast. You can also become a patron at patreon.com slash podcast. On our next episode, we'll be discussing Private Practice Season 5, Episode 2. They're available to stream on Hulu and Amazon now, and they can be purchased on iTunes, DVD, and more. If you have thoughts you'd like to share with us on these episodes, please DM us on Instagram at bhabpodcast or email us at bhabpodcast at gmail.com to be featured on our listener mail segment. Thanks for listening. BHAB Podcast will be back in two weeks. TGIT. Uh, dab, dab. Yeah, but you don't, don't.